Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 159, from our mouths to your ears. How you doing, Neil? I am doing, hold on, I'll tell you how I'm doing. That's how I'm doing. Oh, you bastard. Yeah. So are you are you drinking again this month? Are you back on? No, I'm on call for work. Oh shit. Well, but you are back and drinking again though, because yeah, you yeah, gave yeah, up yeah. for January, right? Yes, I almost made it, I made like 28 days. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I think the most I've made is two days. Maybe. I got real fidgety, but yeah, uh, it was, uh, nah, it was all right. I, I'd do it again. Did you, um, did it, was it, was it good for the figure? Did you manage to? No, I just ate more. <laughs> okay. I still got my caloric intake. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, so it's, yeah, it's Taco Tuesday today and this, this episode will probably be getting to your ears really quickly. So it's, it's, uh, rain, it, it, it got up to like high 40s and just rain it's been raining for like 36 hours straight yeah it's miserable and now it's gonna drop into the 20s tonight so it should be awesome tomorrow yeah i I tell you what man i mean i'm sure we complain about it every year i just forget but this winter just seems to have been in interminable it just seems to have lasted fucking pretty light it's actually been a pretty light winter but i I don't think i've seen the sun though i don't think i've seen the sun in fucking forever I don't know, I, man. Dude, you can't have the sun on your pasty English skin anyway. You <laughs> I've, been here, crisp, I've been here a long time, man. I've been to, you I've been to, to Mexico. I've been to all kinds of places. I, I can go. I, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not a ginger right. or nothing. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's February is the is the most depressing month for me. And no, it's not because it's Black History Month. <laughs> it's because <laughs> racist. It's bastard. just. It's just been winter's been going on a long time, and we're tired. You know, it's just sort of it's it's dreary. As a matter of fact, if, if it wasn't for the fact that there was stuff to look forward to in March, that kind of it's booing my spirit. The fact that we have stuff to do in March, and also we're going we're going to the beach for spring break, so that will be nice. Tell us about so, that. Where are you going, and when is spring break exactly? Because that sounds uh, like it's, it's a first miles full away. Week. Our spring break is the first full week of April. Okay. Um, and so about six weeks to, away then, six weeks away. Yeah, we're going to Orange Beach, which is in Gulf Shores, Alabama, just right on the edge of the panhandle uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. Alabama? That doesn't sound too, uh, or not too exotic. No, no. Well, like I said, it's right on the edge of Florida. It's it's very nice. It's a very popular destination. You been there before? No. Okay. But, what, what do you hear of such a thing? I've never even heard of that. I don't know. My wife picked it out. I don't care. <laughs> You're very easy. Uh, You're very easy. Scott going. and his family go down there almost every year. They love it. They said, "Just do whatever you want. Just don't be a jerk. Drink at the beach and just, just nice." Uh, so, and of course, their their family scoped out all the best restaurants. So we'll be well equipped when we get down there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I would trust. Nope. I would trust Scott when it comes to that for sure. Yeah, yeah. He and yeah. I are both pretty trustworthy when it comes to recommendations. <laughs> yeah, eating and so, drinking. I I trust you. Yeah. You know, my son is a senior, uh, so I actually had to rearrange my schedule quite a bit because it was, you know, his turn to like spring break. So we're taking a buddy of his and stuff. So uh, our life has definitely been revolving around our senior for the last couple months. You know, I I know I've talked about it once or twice. He's a high school wrestler. And it is very, very time consuming. And he lost twice for the first time in one day on Saturday, and he's done finally. He fell about three points short of the making it to the state finals. He had a really good season, though, very good season. Led the team in wins, and it was very good. But uh, it's always kind of bittersweet when they lose. And but uh, yeah, it's been a it's been fun. How did he deal so, with his loss? Was he okay with it? No, but. Um, you know, the, the bummer is the losses come quick at the end, you know. So so he, he won 42 matches. He only lost eight. But three of the last – three of the eight were to the same kid. Oh. 
That's got so like stain. he lost the, he lost the conference final. So he was he he got first or second at every single event he was in this year until the very end. But he uh, he got uh, he lost his conference to the same kid, and then he lost the regional to the same or the district to the same kid, and then he got knocked out at regionals by the same kid. Oh, geez, that's got a sting. Yeah, it never. And I don't. I know you don't necessarily know how the point system works, but it was five, four, and three points. So it was never like a it wasn't like a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Wow, very very close each time. But you know what? He could barely turn his head Sunday morning because his neck was so jacked up, and he's probably already gained ten pounds. So. <laughs> and okay. he's a thin he's a real thick kid you know he's not like a, he's not one of these hulking but yeah so that's that's done and uh it, it's it's cool it's it was it's good we'll miss it a little bit but you know be nice to get saturdays back too so does he go into training for tennis right away well you know he's graduating i don't know he's oh, right good. yeah yeah that's right hmm. it's uh i suspect he will probably go to college and maybe play tennis but i, I don't know Okay. I don't know. I don't know what what do you do now if you're a kid. You know, you get out of school. You know, do you just go to the union hall and become a pipe fitter or a welder or something, or do you? Um, well, apparently- we have the we have the plumber pipe fitter union hall is right here in town. And if you're a kid who's willing to work, you can make a crazy amount of money right off the bat. And within four or five years, you're making huge money. You know. Well, I think you said it there though. If you're willing to work, I think most kids yeah. just sit on the fucking asses and play video games, don't they? These days. That's true. I work with a couple of couple of young guys, and they seem pretty content to draw a pretty fat hourly wage to do very little. But yeah, that's just bitter old man. It takes me a lot of effort to do anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Lydia's got some some new friends, and one of them works at a donut store, and another one delivers cookies. So I don't. Know. <laughs> wow, that's I mean that's fucking... that, I mean that's amazing, right? I mean they have to live off their parents. Uh, I would imagine so, because they're in the city, so there's no way they're affording, like, rent in the city. <laughs> I mean, how do they even afford to buy their vape accessories or whatever the kids are into? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, they're, they're certainly saving money on cutting their hair, because they all look like Jesus. It's it's, it's, it's incredible, actually, to be honest. But, Excellent. Uh, but anyway, Excellent. yeah, that's that. So, anyway, uh, the other... Well, let's see. The other big news, of course, is that uh, Neil, you're giving up your bachelor pad, and you've been talking about it. I think you've been talking about it for like a year. I have. I've always, I've been threatening to do it. Um, I never thought you'd follow through on it, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I do, I do love this apartment. Uh, it's it's a great apartment, uh, especially for a single dude. Um, and the rent's not that high. It's, it's huge, but it's huge for a single dude, also. It is. I mean, it could be a family. Of yeah, yeah. Your rent's easily. not that high at all. I told you what. My daughter pays half again what you do for a tiny two bedroom. Yeah, but you, um, know, you got a big old place. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's changed hands numerous times. I mean, Jason used to be my landlord. You know, the guy from uh, your friend from IBW. You know, Illuminated Brewer. Yep, yes, yeah, yeah. One time sponsor. Um. So and it's been through a number of people since then, and each each new landlord that gets it pays less and less attention to it. And uh, I'm on the top floor, and so some of the uh, leaks in the roof and stuff. I mean, there's like plastic coming off some of the ceilings and shit like that. And you know, now I've started moving some stuff out, um, taking posters off the walls. You just see how much plaster is actually coming off the walls, and <laughs> how much buckling is, and how much you know shit there must be. In there the, goes in your the, deposit. Um, well, not me. No, no, no. I'm saying when when the plaster's bubbling, it's not my posters. It's the it's the it's the damp, in the yeah. in the rain seeking in. It's uh yeah. It, it really needs some TLC. This apartment does, but uh, yeah, it's time for me to move on. Um, this was you know it's. When I moved into it, it was with the idea of doing something else, and that didn't work out. So uh, it's time. And you were to... there quite a few years, right? 
I've been there about yeah six or seven years. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's well, time. It's time for me. I'm moving back to moving back to Evanston area, and uh, I've moved out about half my stuff already. Dude, you don't realize how heavy albums are until you have oh, to move a thousand brutal. albums or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's so funny because you know they and we, and we probably should talk about this later, but they they announced the record store day list, and the one thing that really appealed to me was that seven LP set, and all I could think is, oh man, somebody would have to pick that thing up and move. Yeah, because <laughs> even if you take like those twelve by twelve inch boxes, like the crates, it's they're pretty heavy when they're full. Oh, the, oh dude, tell me about it. And yeah. you're on the and the thing is, uh, what people don't know about your bachelor pads is the third floor walk up. Yeah, it's the third floor walk up, and where I'm going to is in the third floor too. So, <laughs> but you must have elevators over there. No, sir. Oh jeez, <laughs> keeps you nice well, and you know. keeps you nice and slim, keeps you nice and fit, right? Well, and, and it, it, it allow you know you don't leave stuff in your car very often. <laughs> no, that's true. No, no, I, I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll what, be, Neil. I'll be, no, I'll be, I'll oh, be, I'll, I'll be sad to see this back of this place, and so will you, because you've stayed here a few times, right? And uh, well, I did, heard... and the fact of it is, you know, it's funny when we were there last time. I said this guy, I said, yeah, it's probably the last time we ever. Might be the last time I ever set foot in Skogie. You know, there's really no reason to go to Skogie if you're not there, honestly. No, I mean, I mean, we go to that, we go to that Dunkin' Donuts where I think they're plotting jihad. But I mean, there's no <laughs> other than that. There's no real reason to go. Well, we like Village Inn, right? That place we went to for a yeah, that was that was pretty good. Actually, yeah, yeah, Village Inn's fine. And that yeah. the old Irish joint that closed down was good too. Uh, it was, yeah, Kara. Yeah, that that was a good place, but uh, yeah, gone unfortunately. So, how, so will you be? You'll be a little further from the city now. Um, well, I mean, Evanston is the ne- so Evanston is just directly east of me, right to the lake. It's right on the lake, direct east. Yep. Um, so yeah, right? so if I was taking if I was taking streets down, it would be the same. But um, if I want to get on the highway, yeah, I'd have to come out west to Skokie to to get on the highway to go downtown. So it's about mm. 10, 10, 15 minutes, yeah, further. Which, I mean, you're already, it depends on traffic, but you could easily, you could be a half hour, 40 minutes away if it's traffic's bad enough. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard. It's just, you know, even for me, I'm 20 minutes from the city. It's a much, you've been to Grand It's a much more manageable city. Fairly easy to drive. Um, But it is, the older you get, the harder it is to get that, you know, make that Tuesday night trip back to the city or, especially with you, you don't, well, you don't, you don't work in the city though. You work north. So I guess it's not the same, but I'm working in town and I come home and then I got to drive back, you know, it's. Well, okay. So, but if I do go into the city now, um, I would probably take side streets and stuff. I wouldn't come all the way back out to Skokie to get on the highway. I would probably just take, just take Weston down or Clark or something like that. Was that Lakeshore Drive or whatever? Does that go all the way up there? Could, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, we just go down to Hollywood and then and then uh, busy road. Hook on Hollywood and get on Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, where dead ends in Hollywood. All right. Well, yeah. listen, man. I was gonna say we've talked about directions <laughs> and weather. We talked about weather. <laughs> we've done all the obligatory old man stuff. Which which why don't you play a song? You want to play? You want to take the first song or shall I? Uh, my songs are kind of all about things that I'm gonna be talking about. So why don't, why don't you play the first one? Okay. Um, I announced a couple of shows ago that I've been writing reviews for a kind of a upstart site. And one of the, fir- I've, so I just turned in my fourth one. It actually hasn't run yet. It's funny. Cause I, t- I told Jeff, who's the editor over there. I said, I really don't want to do like I used to do, you know, I want to slow down quite a bit and I will, I'm not going to keep up this pace, but I'm like, I'm thinking like two a month, you know, and I've already turned in four. It hasn't been a month yet. So Anyway, but I just did the new Field Day album, or new Field Day EP. Neil, who are Field Day? Field Day are two of the ex-members of uh, Dag Nasty, I believe, right? Yes. So the original singer for Dag Nasty, actually, the original singer for Dag Nasty is a guy named Sean. 
I don't. He was never on any proper albums. He did like demos with him and stuff. But the the, the like known singer for uh, Dag Nasty was Dave Smalley, right? Who was in All and what was his early band? DYS or one of those. Boston yeah, D-Y- yeah, that, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he was, and and it was of course uh, Brian Baker on guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah, Brian Baker. Not Greg Hetson. I got Greg Hetson on the brain, but it was Brian Baker um, from uh, Minor Threat and whatnot. But anyway, they, uh, but later on, yeah, they had a different singer named Peter something, and they had a different bass player named Doug something, and they played on the second and third album, which Doug were Carrion. Doug Carrion Doug and Carrion, Peter yes. Kortner. Yeah. Yep. And they played on the second and third albums, which were We Got at Denko's and uh, Field Day. Yep, exactly. So there, so there's actually still a version of Dag Nasty around. I don't know if uh, if Baker's in it or not, but but they, the Dave Smalley version is still around, even though they don't play very often. And uh, then now we have Field Day, who kind of got together to play those little Dag Nasty songs, and now they've been sort of rolling out new songs, and I think doing it in a very wise way, which is like slowly, instead of just dumping like a whole album's worth of material. So they've done like three EPs, like eight songs or something. And uh, this is the title track from their new e- new seven inch EP, and it's it's really good. You should check it out. It's called Why. So this is Field Day doing Why.
Okay, field day there with Y. What do I hear you drinking there, Tom? Is that a gin and tonic? No, it's ice water. Oh, I got one oh those... that's right. You're not drinking. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. My kids have noticed apparently my, my habits because they buy me all these like uh, ice cube accessories for Christmas and stuff. Oh. Like I have the they have the one of those ice tray, cube trays that makes those huge ice cubes, like two inch by two inch, just solid block ice cubes. Are they like the circle ones that you put into like an old fashioned or something? No, they're square, but the principle is the same. You put gotcha. your whiskey on it, and it, yeah. it you know, melts very slowly. Very nice. Yeah, that's a nice gift. Yes, and that's they nice also gift. bought me these, like, stirrer things. Yeah, I, I got some of those, too. Yeah, you need those like when you're guitars. making a cocktail. Yep. Oh, yep, like yep. guitars. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so they have, like, a plastic stick, and they have, like, guitar frozen body. Uh, apparently, my wife is not that thrilled when I make her a drink, and I stick my index finger in it and swirl vigorously. <laughs> I mean, it's good enough for mine, but apparently, it's not good enough for hers. So. Dude, that that reminds me when I when I when I first came when I first moved. Well, not when I first moved back to the states, but um, when I got my first, well, I got a job in a restaurant for like five years down in Champagne, and I eventually got made prep cook. I got taken off the line and was prepping in the back, you know, making all the stuff. And uh, and it's funny coming from England. I really hadn't hadn't ever tasted any of the food that i was making so i was uh, one of the things we were making was hummus and um you know hummus is basically just chickpeas and shit right and sure so put it in a big in this big blender thing with this huge ass spatula thing making a huge five gallon bucket or whatever and the spatula broke one day and we were out of hummus so uh i just ended up putting a plastic glove on my hand and then sticking my hand in the big tub and like mixing it with my arm and uh everyone was like oh what are you doing? That's disgusting. You're getting your arm hairs in it because, of course, it went way over my glove. <laughs> so my arm hairs were getting all in it. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's better than what they get in the Middle East. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm, sure it's way, I'm sure it's way worse over there. So it's pretty authentic. So There you yeah. go. So if you, well, ever, yeah. if you ever had hummus at, uh, at Coslo's down in Champagne, then you probably had some of my arm hairs. So. You got a little bit of little bit of Liverpool Neal in you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I, uh, you know, my job is, you know, my job is mostly all computerized and mostly we have a beautiful offices and, you know, I have a cubicle and most of our, a lot of our work is on the computer and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, you know, we, when something breaks, it can be very filthy. I mean, yesterday we had some issues. I spent hours literally hosing dirty water down the drain. When you say dirty water, you mean shit? Well, I mean, by the time it gets to us, it's not like turds or anything. Ah, It's gotcha. broken down. Yeah. Broken down, it's dissolved. It's like a, like a protein shake. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you something. So you've gone to a couple shows this year. You went and saw. I know you went and saw the, um, the rockabilly band. What was that? Yeah, the Meteors. Yeah. Meteors. Yep. What else have you seen this year? You've seen Teenage Bottle Rocket. I've seen Teenage Bottle Rocket with. Uh, oh yeah, that was a big one, wasn't it? Teenage shit. Let me go back and look. See you've seen Teenage remember. Bottle Rocket so many times, I can't remember year after year but no i was just gonna say i have not been to a show yet this year it's been about two months uh because i went mid-december with you we went and saw the queers twice that was the last shows i've been to actually oh wow yeah um and i and i was kind of holding off i got something the first weekend of march and i was kind of holding off because i didn't know if we were gonna have to go to detroit for the wrestling final so um now i'm going to i'm finally ready to go to my first show so it's gonna be like Two and a half months. I'm going to go see, uh, from Chicago, actually, the Tossers, that kind of uh, mm -hmm. Celtic Celtic folk, folk band, rock band. There's not really anything particularly punk about them, but they're a great band. And uh, Crazy in the Brains, the xylophone punk band. Oh, God. Shoot me. 
Yeah, I'm interested in it. I got to tell you, that band definitely has a lot of baggage for me, but I'm, uh, I am I will give them a shot, and uh, I can't wait to write about it. Okay. I just, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to write about this. Now, when is that? That is on March 3rd, which is a Thursday. So that's like going to kick off the St. Patrick's Day season, which will culminate with us at the Record Farm on the 19th of March with our live show and the amazing lineup that Matt has booked. Indeed. So... That's a killer show. You know, I would want to go to that show if it was, you know, playing around. Yeah, it's, give, it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be cool. Give everybody the lineup again. It is. From Fort Wayne opening is Flamingo Nosebleed, a great band. Has toured Europe. They have at least three full lengths out. Uh, just a real good punk band, pop punk band. Um, in the middle, we got Capcom Heroes, who you just heard from Jimmy. I think that was the last episode that was released. That's right. Yep. Uh, great pop punk band from Chicago. We Neil and I both love the record. Um, and headlining is Todd Evans' band, Mobile Death Camp. Todd Evans was, of course, the guy from Guar that we had on. That was one of our wildest episodes. What number was that, Neil? Like, oh Jesus, put me on the spot. Twenty uh, something. Twenty two, I believe. Twenty two. And it was. It's very funny. So if you need, you might want to reacquaint yourselves with it. And uh, if you haven't seen Todd, which I don't know why you would, you know, he spent. He, this is he's most famous for wearing a giant rubber monster costume, but he uh, he looks a bit like me, but he's like a foot taller. Hmm. Well, that's like Scott then, isn't it? Because <laughs> well, Scott looks like, like you, but a foot taller. taller. Than I, am. I mean, this guy's big. Well, he looks like a Harley dude. He's just a big dude. Big biker looking head, dude. Yeah, yeah. Beard, goatee, you know. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah. We we I, I don't I know we're gonna have to mention that every single episode between now and then because I really hope a lot of people come out to this thing. It's gonna be a ton of fun. We're gonna yeah. have drink. We're gonna like I said, we're gonna do a podcast. We're gonna we're going to have this show. I mean, it's just I I, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to it. it makes me want to live through the winter, Neil. Well, let's see. So you've got that coming up on the fourth. You said oh third, um, in Chicago. Actually, this this Saturday. I'm not going to go to this, but um, the Dropkick Murphys and the Bomb Pops are playing at yeah, that. Do, do you remember when we were driving, but from yep, the from the, the restaurant, the Radius? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing yep. there, which I've never been to that place. So, but I'm certainly going to give that one a miss because I'm not a huge Dropkick Murphys fan by any means. Um, but then next Wednesday, March second, um, I wasn't going to go to this, but now I'm thinking I am. Um, Gang of Four are playing at uh, Bottom Lounge. And uh, even though, obviously, uh, uh, Andy Gale isn't with him anymore, obviously, he passed on. But um, it's 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 the original singer, it's the original drummer and bass player, I believe. So it's three of the original four. So when they're supposed to be playing the first two albums back-to-back, so I think... Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny that, like, when, when Andy Gale had the band, it was just him and all new guys? Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. that he's gone, like, yeah. all the three original... It's just crazy, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like when Mickey Fitz died from the business. It's like he had it was just him and a bunch of I don't want to say young guys because they weren't young guys, but it was all different band. And then when he goes, like two of the key ba- guys from like the early days grabbed the name again. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, I'm 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 mediocre on Gang of Four. I like I like what's that first album, Entertainment or that's yeah, that's what I say. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were playing newer stuff, I wouldn't be interested. But they're playing the first two albums, uh, Solid Gold and Ent- yeah, Entertainment. Um, so. Typical for you, art school commies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just stick your finger in your ears. Um, um, no, no, I do like that first record a lot, and yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I mean, it, it's it's so weird, you know. It re- they're one of those bands that really makes you realize how big the punk umbrella is because 
boy, it's really like that music is it's danceable, right? Well, yeah. First al- first album, not so much, man. That's pretty stark. That jagged guitar and stuff like that. No, I mean, still they... though, I don't know the bass. The way the bass pounds along, I don't know. I, I mean, like, you could dance to that before you could dance to you know, kill the poor by the Dead Kennedys or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that first album is seminal. It's got holds a lot of memories for me. In my first year in college and stuff is when that came out. So holds a lot of fun memories for me. That album. Uh, so anyway, I, I haven't bought tickets yet, but I think I might because they're actually pretty cheap too. I think they're only like 15 bucks or something ridiculous. Mm. Um, so I might actually do that. That's on the 2nd. And then on the 18th. So that's a Wednesday. So that's, a Wednesday. that's a Wednesday, yeah. yeah. But it's about, it's bottom lounge, so it shouldn't be that shouldn't be that late. It won't be a late show by any means. Um, then on the 18th, shit, you're coming to me. Flatfoot 56 yes. and the yes. Huntington's and 500 miles to Memphis at Reggie's. Um, so that, we're doing... I'm, I'm, I'm super looking forward to that too. Actually, that should be a really good time. Yeah, so we're doing that on the 18th at Reggie's, and then we have our, sh- a, our show. That's a Friday night. Yeah, that's a Friday. Yep, and then we have our um, punk till I die slash uh, record farm record birthday farm party slash bonus pints. Uh, yeah, party with uh, with the three bands like you just said on the 19th. Um, so that will be good. And then a week after that, my friend, I don't know if you're coming to that yet, but we got Circle Jerks in seven seconds. I hope to. I certainly hope to. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We, you and I have plans. Plans are afoot. It should be fine. We'll make it work. <laughs> yes, the game is afoot, indeed. Yes. Yep. So, anyways, that's March. We got a yeah. So March looks uh, pretty exciting. There's something happening well, was, every week, basically. It's funny because I was debating between the. I love the venue that the Circle Jerks are doing in Detroit. It's called St. Andrews Hall. It's a great classic downtown Detroit venue. So I was kind of like. Uh, I was kind of kicking around which one I should go to, and uh, and it turns out a friend of mine from high school who actually played in bands, played in one of my bands when we were younger, uh, he got married, you know, he actually got married, kind of was the reason I kind of had to get him out of the band, he wasn't really, he was too interested in being married, not interested enough playing in the band, um, but he uh, got divorced, and then another girl that he went to school with got divorced, and they had dated in high school, and now they are, got back together, and they're getting married at, like, 49. Huh. So he, he didn't learn his lesson the first Saturday. time, huh? So that wedding is on Saturday, <laughs> so if I come down on Friday, I'm basically just going to have to sleep on your unfurnished floor. I'll bring my sleeping bag. Yes, indeed. Let your freaking cat attack my sack. <laughs> sleeping sack. I don't even and, uh, My cats will stay away from your sack, I can guarantee it. Now, if it's it was very, the, if it was the devil alluring, cat, you know, if it was alluring. the devil cat, the devil cat would be fucking yeah. You know, the same one I used to take to camp when I was a kid. But anyway, you still fit yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm just saying. No, I mean that. sleeping bags are kind of one size fits all. I mean, when your sleeping bag gets snug, it might be time to reevaluate your lifestyle choices, <laughs> right? True enough. True enough. Anyway, so yeah, I, I uh, yeah, March is busy, and then in April. Once again, I hate to do this after after 2020, after the misery that we got when we started to make too many plans, but I definitely want to try to catch one of the Susie Moon Ravager shows. Maybe maybe even two of them, but I definitely want to. I just I'm once again I'm kind of going. Oh boy, they're playing Indy on Saturday, and they're doing Chicago on Sunday. So I don't know. Might be, might just come catch up with you on sunday i bought tickets i bought tickets for that the other day and did you good thing about that tickets are 13 dollars. i was gonna say you know what i will do neil if if we're uh if we decide that that's the one we're gonna go to i'll buy them at the box office when we're there for yep for sure 
That's a good I'll idea. Save, save a couple bucks on the stupid fees. <laughs> yeah, talking about fees, fuck's sake. So anyone that knows me knows that, um, you know, one of my, uh, one of my, uh, not pet peeves, what's the word I'm looking for? One of my secret loves. Things that one, make you insane. Yeah, no, no, one of, one, of, one of my secret bands that people don't know about. I really love The Darkness, that like, uh, you know, mm. silly rock band from England. You should keep that, you should keep that secret. Um, yes. No, I love them. No, they're great. I've seen them numerous times, but they're playing here on March 30th. And it was going to go because I see them every time they're in town. And, uh, but Jesus Christ, the tickets are $35. With the fees added on, it's 50 bucks. It's like, how the fuck yeah. can you possibly charge $15 in fees? How is that, how is that possible? When I'm doing it, all, dude, I, I'm so- doing the work myself. I'm printing the tickets myself. It's not like you're sending them to me. Yeah, it's such a scam, too, because I look, it wasn't always this bad. Because I look at my Ticketmaster tickets, like, I saw Metallica in, like, 1991, and the ticket was, like, 1750 and the fee was 250 Yeah. Ticketmaster has gotten really emboldened to screw you over. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that. It was like, oh, it's 35 bucks. It's not too bad. Uh, Park West, uh, nice venue. And, uh, yeah, it's 50 funny. bucks. It, it's funny, Neil. I looked at, I was looking, and I wasn't really contemplating buying tickets but i looked at it because this is so my generation right so that big giant stadium tour with Def leopard nah. motley crew poison joan jet is mm-hmm. playing at comerica park the where the tigers play yeah, downtown yeah. detroit outside but- so just for fun i looked at the tickets so the average ticket like not even like great seats like pretty average seats one ninety four before fees. Fuck off! Can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, there's no way. I mean, I saw every one of those bands for less than twenty bucks, you know. But oh well, what are you gonna do? Hey, so speaking of Susie, should we do? Should we do a little Susie? Yeah, let's do. Let's, let's do a little Susie. <laughs> oh, that came up better than I hope. It did. It, it really did. Yes, especially for me. Um. So yeah, should we talk? Should we talk this up a little bit? Yeah, um, she has a new EP coming out, right? A new three-track EP on Pirates yep. Press. Yep. And um, so we got uh, some previews of some of the tracks, and they are fantastic. And uh, the first one was released uh, on YouTube or whatever, like last week or something, right? Yep. Yeah, it's called uh, Gold Record Autograph, and uh, it's really, really good. I mean, this track especially, it's a, it's it's pretty damn poppy, actually, when you when you think about it, well, right? You know it's what, very commercial. You know what- you know what's funny about it is because you know I just mentioned that big giant tour. I think I swear I think she could open that tour. Well, I, in, think even, in, in, I think in place of that, Joan Jet. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think that she has the potential to take it to that kind of a level. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. You know, yep. Be, between her charisma and the songs are catchy. There's no question about it. Well, and she's, and she's a hell of a front woman too. I mean, yeah, she is. Know. She is. Yeah, I'm, well, I know. You know what? I'm not taking anything away from the band. She has a kick-ass band behind. She does have a kick-ass band. Yeah, Patty and, and Drew. Well, let me tell you and... something. At this point in her life, she's certainly a lot easier on the eyes than Joan Jett is. <laughs> That's kind of unfair on poor old Joan. What are you doing? She's a le- <laughs> living legend. Uh, I like Joan. Living legend. She is. I yeah. got nothing against Joan Jett. Yeah. So all right. So you want to play that song, or yep. do we have? I would say we have more talking up to do, or should we play this? No, song? I think no. Well, let's let's speak for itself. It's a really really good song off this uh, off this new release. I I actually put in. Uh, I ordered it already. I did the pre order on the gold vinyl. It's called so Animal. The, the EP yep. is called Animal. Yep, and she's uh, looking very fetching on the uh, on the front cover, and uh, yeah. So yes, here... it's very uh, yeah. She's dressed very 
just very fancy. It's very much uh, in contrast to the first EP. Yeah, there's a, a bit, bit of a nip slip as well going like on there, a, which is, I guess is done is on there? purpose. Well, like she's wearing like a gown, though, isn't she? As no, opposed she's... to the first one where she's kind of like got the bondage of gear on. Yeah, she. Well, it, it it is. It's a much. It's yeah. I like the. I like this cover a lot better. It's uh. It's, really. It's classy. It's classy. I like the last one. It wasn't classy. Yeah, right. you, you dirty porn Come on, swine. <laughs> this is a long distance dedication to Susie Moon. <laughs> with a with a new hit, gold record autograph coming at you.
This is Susie Moon, and you're listening to Tom and Neil on the Punk Till I Die podcast. Ow! There was one of the new ones from Susie Moon, Gold Record Autograph. That's going to be off her three-track EP called Animal, which should be hitting... Actually, I think it might be out. I'm hoping that it'll be shipped to me soon. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Pirates Press is kind of smart like that. They're just like, hey, we'll get it. To, we'll get them to you. We can get them to you. I, I was... when Because I, I reviewed a couple of those things, and I'm trying to find the release date. And it's just like, eh, whatever. So... Well, there you anyway. go. There you go. So... Should we read some letters, or do you want to go somewhere else? Where do you want to go? Um, I actually, I do, want, go I do, I do want to go somewhere else. I do want to go somewhere okay. else. So, um, okay. there is, I, I, I keep saying adverts for this documentary, and so I decided to order it. Um, okay. you haven't seen it yet, Tom. I believe it's the polystyrene documentary. Mm, I, I have am not a cliche. seen it. No. I, yeah, it's called I Am a Cliche, and it's okay. been, I think it's been a long time in the making because I remember seeing um previews for this or trailers for this like four years ago when i think yeah, they were trying I, to get it picked I've up i've seen a lot of round of it too yeah yeah so anyway it's um i had to order it on the apple tv as a matter of fact i don't know if it's on netflix or any of those i don't think it is so i'm sure you could pay to get it on prime or something right because even if you had to even if you had to pay for it usually you can find it somewhere yeah i mean I did, anyway. I did i did pay for it i think i played 3.99 for a 24 oh you had rental. to pay for it too yeah i did i did and i was like yeah you know when i watched it Actually, I do. I fell asleep, <laughs> like I only do if I put it on and, and at you're nine o'clock. Tell me how good this thing is. No, it's not. Asleep. No, it's not. It's not. It's not the movie's fault, honestly. Because every night I fall asleep about ten o'clock, so I put it on at nine, and sure enough, at ten o'clock I fell asleep and missed the last half hour. So I watched it again the next day because I had it for twenty-four hours. So mm. it's really good. It is a really well done documentary. You can get it on YouTube for three ninety-nine. Oh, you can. It's, okay, it, it is available. Yeah, I mean, okay, you, good. Can just, you can find. It. Yeah, so it, it. Let me first put it this way. So some of the music documentaries recently, like the Stiv one or some other ones, that uh, Stiv one was. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very good, good, right? It was. No. They, they were disappointing. It was like the well, cult, and they the, didn't have rights to the Dead Boys music. Right. I don't think so. It was. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> um, Touche. Yeah, but. Um, but you know, that, that Stiv one was kind of disappointing. A lot of the other ones I've seen have been kind of disappointing. They're a great concept, but they don't follow through. Like, I, I just saw one actually on Phil Line at Thin Lizzy um, that was really disappointing. Well, there's got to be a hook. There's got to be – It just if it's just a straight-up telling of the history, um, it's not going to work. But, like, like, the Descendants one had kind of a hook. And, you know, I mean, that was one of the better ones, I think. The uh, Salad Days one, the DC one, had kind of a hook. You know, it has to have something more than just a straight retelling. There has to be a reason why I give a crap, you know? Well, and, they, well, and they've got to decide who the who the audience is. Like the Phil Line at Thin Lizzy one, they couldn't decide whether they wanted it to be purely for the fans or they wanted it to be for everybody. So they kind of did something in the middle. And it wasn't detailed enough for the fans, and it wasn't – it was too – I don't know. It just it just didn't make anybody happy, I don't think. I just thought it was really, sure. really, really average. But anyway, this ex, this polystyrene one was excellent. It obviously had a lot of funding, and um, it, it was – Interesting stuff. You always knew she was uh, out there, so to say, but I had no idea quite how out there she really was until you see this documentary. Like as a like personality wise. Yeah, yeah. So she. It turned out she had bipolar in the end. Uh, that she was bipolar, but I mean, because I mean, why would she split the band at the height of their success in '79, just after the album came out, right? I mean, why the fuck would you do that? Um, 
Dude, it happens so much. Everything, everything's so important when you're young, right? Uh, I guess, but like I said, she was like hearing voices and shit like that. And then, mm. so she she quit that and did a solo album. Didn't do anything. Then she became a Hare Krishna for a while. Yeah. Um, lived in a what's it called? Where the Hare Krishnas all live? Uh, not a commune, but whatever that's called. And she had a kid at this time too. She got married and was married to this dude for like a year and had a kid. And she was, she, you know, the the kid lived, and the, it was the kid who uh, who narrates most of the documentary. Mm. Um. And, and and guess what? She wasn't the best mother in the world. You know, she was high. She was not taking her medication. Wait, most was... most people tell me how great it was having a bipolar mother. That's <laughs> unusual. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. um, <laughs> anyway, so much so that the kid got taken away, you know, and oh. went, went to live with grandparents or someone like that. So, and... so the, was the hook kind of this kid trying to discover his mother? Uh, yeah, basically. That's yes. a great hook. Yeah. It is. I mean, it, it was right. And looking back at, you know, for the first time after she died, because she died like uh, was ten years ago, something like that. So she was going through her stuff, and she was going through old flyers and that and kind she of thing. Was, I mean, she wasn't super young, right? She must have been. She would have been uh, in her fifties, I guess. Probably fifties. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So she had this kind of sad life, and they, and you know, and, and the daughter was taken away. But then, you know, they reconnected when the daughter was an adult. They reconnected and. The poly, uh, X-ray specs, uh, X-ray specs in quotation marks, did a did like one reunion concert, and the daughter came on stage to sing like a bondage up yours with her and stuff like that, and uh, hmm. and, I, and I put it in quotation marks because it was like one original member of the band or something, you know. Um, gotcha. But it was a fascinating documentary just on just on this personality, you know, because she actually she she released a single before she was in X-ray specs. She had like just a, a kind of a light reggae kind of thing with her real name marie elliott or hmm. whatever right or marion elliott i think um but i, uh, I have no idea what her name really is. yeah i think it was that she had a song was called silly billy i believe it was terrible um but yeah x-ray specs were fantastic obviously we all know x-ray specs had the one hmm. classic album and a bunch of classic singles and uh i and mean anyway, the one album and a couple singles yeah yeah uh so probably yeah probably like what 15 songs total that have now been repackaged about just as much as the pistols probably right been repackaged and i have a demo. really nice like two cd really nice two cd set like with the whole album and a bunch of extra tracks so yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah uh but anyway so it's it's very very much well very oh god i can't speak we're well worth watching if you can uh, if you can find it somewhere um i think you'll enjoy it a lot hmm. and one of my only uh peeves with the movie was basically they said, you know, she did, when they started to get popular, um, 78, I think late 78, maybe early 79, they came over to New York and played CBGBs uh, for like a week straight, I believe. And supposedly that's one of the things that set Polly over the edge because she couldn't stand the consumer society in the U.S. and it freaked her out and she didn't have any friends and all this kind of stuff, right? And so the... The only footage they had of CBGBs was them getting off the bus or whatever in front of CBGBs, and then some of her in the underground. But then they spliced in some um, some live shots, um, and all the live shots they spliced in were of them playing Eric's in Liverpool, which I've seen before. So it was just kind of misleading because it made you think that those live shots were of CBGBs, and they were not. They were um, all filmed in uh, Eric's in Liverpool. So. Hmm. The old bait and switch, huh? The old bait and switch, yeah. So, but anyway, it's well worth watching, and I am actually going to play an X-ray spec song because I feel like doing it. 
and I am going to play the first song from the album. This song's called Artificial. Specs there with artificial. So, yeah. As soon as I can find that for free, I'm watching that. Yep, you should do. It's good. Good, good stuff. So, what else, Tom? All right. What else have you been up to? So, nothing much. I was going to say, we got some good letters. Should we read some letters? We do. We do. And actually, we're going to go back to some of my viewing habits again in a little bit. But yeah, let's read some letters first for sure. Um, where do you want to start? Right. We, got, we got one from a new listener. 
which is kind of interesting, right? You think we're yeah? I, I, I was gonna say I got a great one from Carl too, from our friend Carl from Seattle who writes fairly regularly. He sure, he sure does. He's not a new listener. It's pretty funny though. It it kind of goes back to the Neil Young thing. So let, let me read this real okay, quick, yeah, and then go, I'll let yeah. you read the yep, go ahead. foreign ones. I'll let you read the foreign ones since you're yeah, foreigner. Thanks. Yeah, okay. I read the ones from Americans. Seattle is barely America, if we're being honest, but that's right. I'll, I'll read it anyway. I just wanted to write in and say that Tom's comments were so spot on about Neil Young. Fuck that guy. His absolute right to take his music off. He, his absolute right to take his music off Spotify, but just do it and shut your yap. Nobody that likes Neil Young even knows what Spotify and streaming even are. <laughs> They're still marveling at how crisp and clean his music sounds on their new CD players. <laughs> Aside from his GMO bullshit, he has a long-standing feud with streaming companies. About seven years ago, he tried to hawk his bullshit high-definition streaming service based off the Pono music player he was heavily invested in. It was a big flop because studies done by a reputable studio tech company shows that there was no discernible difference between playing music off your phone and his overpriced Pono device. That's P-O-N-O, not porno. Yeah, I've got a porno device, yes. At least least not. It's called a flashlight. That's kind of sponsorships we could potentially get, Neil, I think. That would be good, yeah. At least not to the human ear. So he's basically a common snake oil salesman as far as I'm concerned. No shit. While his company was going down the retubes, he reportedly reached out to Donald Trump to finance for financial assistance. He actually says Donald fucking Trump, but Tom won't say that. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. Okay, here's one more thing. Hey, here's something Neil missed about the connection between punk and the Kent State shootings. Mike Mothersbaugh, of course, from Devo, was also a student at Kent State, which is where he met Jared Casal, another Devo member. Casal's friend was actually one of the students killed in the shootings, which led him to form the theory, his theory of de-evolution. The rest is history. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, interesting. Then he goes on and on about exposing himself in his bathroom. I'm allowed to talk about that. Not you, Carl. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Carl, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes on about a gigantic schlong, so let's not. Let's anyway, not, let's keep not up read the good that. work. Here we go. He finishes. He finishes strong. Anyway, keep up the good work, fellas. Still my number one podcast. I'm representing in my hoodie all the time. It's my no go. It's my new go to garment, and I hardly ever change my clothes. Let's hope he's wearing pants. Let's hope. I'm allowed to talk about my bathroom falling open. Not you, Carl. You're not allowed to upstage me. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Your open bathroom. Do you want to read from Samuel? Well, I just just want to say that I I do agree. And Neil Young, like Carl says, fuck that guy. Um, I know you hate Neil Young, so I don't. I hate him with a fucking fiery passion. (laughs) I'd like to burn his stupid fucking hat. And I know he was on the top of your list, right? Yeah, well, my most hated bands of all time, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, CSNY, the most hated band of all time, Neil Young, Solo was probably number two. His voice is like uh, it's like a castr- castrated cat. Um, or like my dad would say. It's like and Neil piece- likes cats. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah um, as my dad would have said, it's like a piece of cold caught under a door. Um, uh. I, uh, yeah, God, I'd like to set that guy's hat on fire and, uh, yeah. With him in it. Fuck him. Yes. Anyway. Neil, so you're on team you're on team Leonard Skinner. I hope Neil Young will remember a southern man don't need him around anyhow. I don't know what that story is. That sounds kind of interesting. Well, you know the song Southern Man by Neil Young? 
I do not. <laughs> I see mansions and little shacks or something like that. I have no anyway. idea what that was, but I enjoyed it. Well, it's, it's Neil Young, you know, <laughs> making fun of slavery or, or the Jim Crow South or whatever. Okay. And then Leonard Skinner, of course, in their song Sweet Home Alabama had the line, I hope Neil Young will remember this other man don't need him around anyhow. Oh, good. Good for them. Even Love though them. I read that they was actually pretty playful. They really didn't hate each other. Not that I've got much time for them either, but um, you, I'm with... Believe, I, I believe that Neil Young might have been responsible for the plane crash that killed three-quarters of the band. <laughs> I'm not, I have no... I don't have a ton of proof on that. But, well, the other the other thing about Neil Young, I swear I read recently, and I'd have to look this up, <laughs> that he sold all his publishing. I think I read that, that too, yeah. That's Mr. Mr. Anti-Capitalist, yeah. Well, that's the new trend with these guys, is selling their publishing for like yeah. a quarter of a billion dollars. No, what I heard from him was he sold his publishing for 35 cents. Now, I, I, I can't... I can't. <laughs> Neil Young bought it just so he could do bad versions of Heart of Gold. Just to, well, it, it's funny because Dylan did the same thing. And I'm, I'm just like, I, all I can think is, dude, you're 80 years old. Well, which, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, still, but why wouldn't you do that when you're younger? I mean, I mean, you, you're going to have some silk pockets in your coffin or what? No, he thinks he's gonna. Uh, what, what's he? He's gonna do like Walt Disney did, right, and get his buddy frozen or something like that. That probably costs oh, Dylan money, right? Oh, do that. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I, they only saved Walt Disney's head. So I, if Neil Young wants to do that, I will volunteer you to whack his head off, chop his head off. They saved. They saved Walt Disney's head, and they saved saved Hitler's cock. Yes, <laughs> hit it under a save, rock. Save. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. One of my one of my uh, one of my friends, uh, my son's my 22 year old son's friends listens to us. So I shout out to Riley if you're listening, Riley. And, uh, he texted me one morning and said, Hey, can you recommend some stuff to listen to? I've been listening to your podcast. I really don't know punk rock at all. Can you send me some stuff to listen to? So of course I sent him like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Of course you did. But he must've started in the A's because, uh, you know, of course back from Samoa, the great angry Samoans record was on there. And, uh, I think he caught a snag with they saved Hitler's cock. I think, I don't know. If, <laughs> I think the I think the whole album Gas Chamber. Oh, it's so good, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about Rodney Bingenheimer, yeah. <laughs> poking, poking your eyes out for just to be fun. Well, that was on the the Rodney Get Off the Air was on the first album, right? Uh, wasn't on, it was on Back from Tomorrow as well, though, wasn't it? I thought that was on on the the first one inside my head. Was it inside my head the first one? Oh boy, I don't. It's know. got like <laughs> it's like it's like nine minutes long. The first Angry Smolens album is like nine minutes long. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I think get off the airs on the first one. I'll, I'll find out. You fucking square. You're just a jerk you wanna, as far as I can let, see. Why don't, you, why don't you read one of these other letters where I figure that out? Okay, we are going to actually, and this has got to tie back into X-ray specs. Um, this is from Samuel from uh, Switzerland, as a matter of fact. And he, as actually, long as he's not from Sweden, I guess. No, he's not from Sweden. Fuck Sweden. Whatever that, whatever that country is, that guy accused me of all the crap. <laughs> yeah. No, even though I do like Sweden because Sweden didn't go in for lockdowns and shit, so and they've been proven to be completely right. I thought you were um, going to say because of Swedish erotica from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that too. Big, Those big, big six foot tall. Big hairy muffs. Big hairy yeah. muffs. Um, uh, so originally he wrote to us in February 2020, so fucking two years ago. Um, and we talked a bit about X-Ray Specs then. Uh, he talked about that second album they, that they put out. Uh, mm. But anyway, he writes in two years later, almost to the day, which is funnily, funny enough. He says, Oi, lads, still enjoying the podcast very much. Keep up the good work. 
Um, my band just released our first EP, and if you dig it, maybe you can play it on the next Listener's Bands episode. Oh, for sure. Sure. Did he send it to us? Um, we are actually... Uh, he sent us a link. He says, we are a four-piece band named Monomoth. Um, it's got an umlaut over the second O, so... Maybe, that I mean, maybe Monomoth? that's a soup. Maybe that's a super cool word. I think I think it means I love muff in uh, in Swiss. Uh, I wonder if he found us from the Beatman episode. Well, no, because this is I mean, he's been listening to oh, us that's since, right. that's since, more 2000, since 2000, yeah. Um, I say we have a slight that slight Swiss connection. Yeah, we do. We're all over the world, and I also man. Enjoy, we're, we're global. I also enjoy, high, I also enjoy high-quality chocolate, which I know the Swiss are... He goes, he goes, he goes, here we go, he goes, he goes, we're a four-piece band named Monomar from Burn, and this is our song named Bloodsucking Freaks. And then he says, <laughs> oh, well, never mind, it's too big to attach. <laughs> so, so what's what that means? What does that mean? That's 10 minutes long or some shit? Master promotion. Good God, yeah. Get that yeah, thing yeah. down to an MP3, buddy. We don't need the high-quality files. Yeah. Well, it goes, if you want to check it out, you can find it on Bandcamp, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we will, we will, we will check that out, uh, Samuel. Thanks for sending that in. But if it is 10 minutes long... And if it sounds like Neil Young, we aren't going to play it. Sorry, Neil. I found I found emails from like two years ago where I said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll check it out. We'll check it out." And then we never checked it out. So, <laughs> well, you like that, you son of a bitch. Well, I do, I mean to. It's just so much. We get a he pretty heavy volume of that stuff. We do, That's and true. and a lot of it's generic, like from PR people, where it's pretty easy to blow off. But a lot of it's you know just people, and I assume they found us the right way or our listeners. And so if I missed you, I'm sorry. If I told you I was going to listen to your music and I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, no. gonna... Well, hold on, though. I, I I do have a thing to say about that. So it is difficult to tell sometimes if someone is actually a fan and they listen to us and they're sending us a thing or yeah. whether it's just they saw our email somewhere and sent it in. Cause yeah, we, cause... yeah, our email has got passed around because we get a lot of spam. That's why I started doing the best of spam. Because I got one last week from an English band, and I can't remember if it was on email or whether it was on Instagram. But it was like we are a we are a, a three piece young punk band from England, and we are anti sexist, anti race, you know. And if you start off with that, it's like forget about it. Show know? me a good song, and then you can then you can have whatever you want in your words. But you don't have to you don't have to put you don't have to fucking virtual virtue signal. Yeah, I I don't care. I don't care what you are or what you believe in. Yes, uh, I I just don't care. That's not going to make me be more liable to play your fucking song. So. Yeah, it's, but the young people, it is. That's such a big thing, you know. It's uh, you couldn't possibly like any music if the people in the band don't believe exactly the same things as you. I guess, yeah. You gotta have that echo chamber, baby. You gotta have an echo chamber. Exactly. Um, how else we? How else will you grow? It's very dangerous to listen to opposing viewpoints, Neil. Yes. Very dangerous. Who needs that? Hey, do you want to read the letter from our good friend Aaron from Chicago, who does all the sure. fantastic artwork for us? Please don't seize our bank accounts, government. <laughs> Fuck you, Trudeau. Canadian twat. Please don't seize our bank accounts. All right. So this is Aaron. And so I must say, so I don't know, Neil, have you been using, is the new logo been going with the, like, is the new logo actually attached to anything yet? It is not. Um, I love it. I am going to definitely do that. I am going to get my new run of stickers made with our new logo. Yes. Probably do some stickers, right? Yes. This is is the logo that, uh, if people haven't seen it, Tom looks like a... some kind of troll character from Lord of the Rings, and I look yes. like I'm some kind of Asian, <laughs> some kind of, some kind of I, ch- I, Chinese nerd I, from. The- <laughs> it definitely, it definitely uh, emphasizes my thuggishness and your like uh, te- uh, daintiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It, it's a. It's a cartoon for all its. Uh, but yeah. he did it for us originally, with like a cool where it had like the germs blue circle. Yes. 
And now he retrofitted for it. And he's doing all this work for free. This is this is yeah. Aaron Bauer, our friend. Well, I, he's, he's in the Chicago area, right? Yeah, I actually, met him. He, I, actually asked him to, I actually asked him to do this, Tom. I actually asked him to put that picture of us inside yes. our other circle. So, And he did. He did it beautifully and almost immediately. He's a fucking he's a whiz. So it's the punk tie-dye circle that used to have Darby's picture in it. And now it's got the caricatures of us Stiv. in it. And that's going to be... Stiv, not Darby. Darby. See, I got yeah. germs on my mind. Yeah. Um, I need to wash my hands, Neil. <laughs> Too many germs. Yeah. But uh, Too much yeah, flashlight. But anyway, he did all this work for us. Didn't ask for anything from us. So, yeah, check him out. I, I know I gave the name of his website before because he, he, oh, he has a website where he sells some stuff that he draws. It's real cool stuff. But anyway, so it's from Aaron. Hey, dudes, listen to your Bratz episode. Tons of fun as always. Anyway, you mentioned that Toxic Reasons album. Thought you might be interested in his band New Regrets. It's Ed Pittman. Singer from Toxic Reasons and some buddies of mine from Dayton, Ohio. It's raw and angry and good. I hope you enjoy it. That's the new regrets. I should check that out. Oh, P.S. Neil, sorry I keep drawing you as a troll. I'm also sorry <laughs> for how much worse it might get from here. <laughs> so, yeah, be kind, I would you, Aaron? Be kind, <laughs> Jesus. All right, I'll tell you what. Why don't you read the one from a new listener and then one of us play a song? Um, he's hold on. I I just hold on. I just found his website. One Man Surf Party. Was his website. one minute? Surface. Yeah, so Check look, cool stuff. look that up. Yeah, no, he's a really well, as you can tell from seeing this stuff, man. He's a really good artist. It's it, um, once again, I'm a, I'm shocked at the amount of people who just you know out of the goodness of their heart are willing to donate their time to us. And it's, it's even uh, though that being said, I must say um, I must say that the uh, the we haven't had exactly a huge influx of people wanting to do a uh, new theme song for us. Well, we? that takes time, you know. It takes time. There's a couple people working on them. Are there? Okay. Yes. Anyway, It'll believe be it or not, we're, we're more than we're very grateful for our pals in uh, DUIs. We are. Oh, definitely. Yes, definitely. I know it's probably a bit of a juxtaposition. You know, we talked to Matt the other day when we announced our big record farm bonus pints, uh, punk till I died gathering <sighs> thing in Indiana. And the thing he said is he can't hear that Dead Boy song without thinking of us anymore. And while I appreciate that, I think that's a. I, I hope they can people can adjust to the new new sound. Yeah, I, think I know so. how. I know how weird it is when you get used to something and then it changes. Well, someone told me today though that they they it's we got a new theme song and they really like it, so that's good. You talk about the beginning or the end? The beginning, because yeah. I like the one at the end too. We, yeah, and that was our Ryan, our friend Ryan. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, we do have we do have some good some good listeners. Yeah. And talking about new uh, listeners, we actually have a new listener. Yeah, go um, ahead. We don't know his what name this... is C. Yes, he or she. His name is C. So what do we say? Well, I think his name's Charles. How about you? I'm guessing a Charles. I think it's Celine. <laughs> Celine Dion. That's she fucking loves us. <laughs> um, what's up, guys? Just wanted to drop a line and say this is the first podcast I've really been able to listen to often. Well, there you go. I'm about to move from LA to Northwest Indiana. What the fuck? <laughs> that's what I said. I actually answered him and said, "Dude, that's going to be some serious culture shock. Do it or do that." Why would you do that in February? Of all the things, it does seem like a good plan. I don't know. Um, well, I guess we'll find out in person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm about to move from LA to Northwest Indiana and found you guys by doing a search for Midwest Punk. I'll definitely be hitting the bonus pints party. Please give me your t-shirt sizes so I can bring you something. Wow. What do you think he's bringing us, Tom? Let's 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 try well, to figure this I would, out. You know, just since he asked for t-shirt sizes, I'm going to get something t-shirtish. But you yeah, know, but, yeah. But what's it going to be though? I came from LA and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. What is it? It's probably like, like uh, it's probably for like his competing podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, even though you didn't tell us what your name is, C. 
Um, I'm just calling you Charlie. That's that's your name from now on, no matter what your real name is. Cecil, perhaps, but you, it's you, Cedric. Yeah. <laughs> so or Celine, like like you said. Yes. So, uh, but you're Charlie to us. So uh, yeah. Hey man, come along to Bonus Pints and uh, yeah, say hello. Uh, we'll yeah, be introduce there. yourself. Yeah, you'll recognize us when you see us. If you've never seen us before, just look at that uh, look at our new logo and you'll recognize us <laughs> straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Thomas. Neil, the... we'll, we'll always have our backdrop though. We'll always have the stiff backdrop. Yeah, you we can't will. take that away from us. No, fuck no, no, not well. Well, if what's his face comes in all angry, maybe maybe we will. If Cheetah Chrome comes in and fucking drags it down. I'm pretty sure we give him enough cash for his next fix. It'll be fine. And maybe 10 bucks. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, he follows us now on Instagram, so I get to see all his pictures. He's taking a lot of pictures with that, uh, whatever, whoever, whoever that singer was that was singing in that last um, touring band of the Dead Boys. Oh, the actor guy. Yeah, he's taking a lot of pictures with him. So maybe. Well, the, maybe he's going to put the band back together. Yeah, maybe he's planning another Dead Boys thing again. Yeah. It'd just be him and the singer and who knows what else. Huh? Well, at that point, though, they're his songs. Yeah, even, yeah, I get that. Even if it was and just I, him, I don't, I don't begrudge him. And I and based on the sh- what you said about the show last time, I would totally go see it. Well, talking of the de- okay, do you want to play a song? Because I'm going to talk about the Dead Boys a second. So, do you want to play a song, my friend? Yeah, let's let's okay. While we're we're doing a lot of long distance dedications this month, let's 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 long distance dedication. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna play the song. We're gonna play. This is actually the Pissed from Connecticut, great mid '90s hardcore band. Covering. Did Dracula just come into your house? <laughs> no, Junior's <laughs> home from the gym. Um, this is the Pissed from Connecticut covering AAA, who are from Florida somewhere. They're called Against All Authority. Remember them? Yes, Against All Authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually a very tolerable ska band because they were so snotty and so punk. Um. So this is uh yeah the piss playing threat but we'll let we'll let uh we'll let our friend Mike uh Mike the mailman introduce it. Yes, this is our friend Mike the mailman from uh some strange town in Florida that I can never remember the name of. So take it away Mike. Hey Tom Neal. It's Mike the mailman down here in Florida. Just want to say what's up to you guys. Congratulations on everything that's going on with the show and the show throwing the show. Fuck yeah, that's rad. Um also to the homies in the pivots. Um uh, ODL 12 for life over here. But anyway, to all the punk rockers I can't meet up there in the fucking snow in Indiana or whatever ridiculous shit y'all are doing, um, check out this song. It's by The Piss. It's called Threat. Up the parts. <laughs> Start 
about you? Are you gonna play the role? Sit back and let someone else take control? Can we burn our bridges? Can we start something new? Exactly what is our independence worth for you? The pressure of freedom is eternal vigilance. Complacency is cowardice. The referral obedience. Let anger be our fuel. Our power from within. Our vehicle is action and the will. To not give in. This is a warning. No, this is a threat. Blood is where our life is. Both stop this problem's unresolved Forget about your fact that you start The cat is Alright, that was The Pissed with, what, what was the name of that song, Tom? Threat Threat, okay Well, there you go, Threat from The Pissed P-I-S-T And they're from, they're from Florida? Or where, where are they from? The Pissed from Connecticut Connecticut, okay It's so funny, right? Because it's like When you think hardcore, you think Connecticut, right? Oh, definitely, yeah it's like where the rich hardcore guys have their second home. Anyway. Home of the WWE, I believe, right? Yes. WWF that used to be in the good old days. So, so Neil, when we had Zach on, and I, I kind of didn't, uh, we kind of didn't prep on this, but when we had Zach on. A Valentine's was, Day episode, everybody. We're yeah, to Tom. Yes. I, uh, I really, I really enjoyed Really enjoyed that episode about love, love, love. But uh, we we because we we didn't really give any pushback on this when he was on. But he was talking about obviously the record pressing thing. Every guest we have on, right? Well, my records are going to take forever, you know. Yeah. Um. So the re- way they decided to combat it was to put out CDs, and I actually just in the mail today got the Radio Buzz Skills CD. I have not even had a chance to listen to it yet. Why the fuck did you get it? And I didn't. I don't know, because I'm. People like me, Neil. Son of a bitch, <laughs> Zach. This this is the way you expect me to give you a decent review, man. You don't. No, I got it, it to Kenny. me. I got it from. I got it from. They came from Illinois. It must be from Kenny. Kenny. Anyway, you're on my you're on my death list now, mate. Anyway, Kenny, if you don't send Neil some stuff, he's then you have to come on the pod. <laughs> yes, you have to come on the pod. We have to hear your, your wacky voice. Is what we we even wonder if Kenny Pro Rock is a real person or if he's just like Aunt Jemima or something, just like a corporate. <laughs> Are you allowed to like say a, Aunt Jemima these days? <laughs> like a mascot. Aren't you in trouble something. if you say that? I don't know. I'm just waiting for Spotify, Spotify to take us down. Maybe I'm actually pushing for it at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so you got the CD and they didn't send you that artwork, did they? No, no, I did not get the artwork. That's for the few, the proud, the brave, <laughs> the payers, the paying customers. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, but no, but 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 you know, they're the, what they said was you know, vinyl's crazy, and we're gonna fight back against the big labels by doing CDs again. And you, I really am curious about your take on this because I think you're gonna like. I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I actually, I've actually bought a few CDs in recent months. Um, I mean, could you could you do that, or you think is is that is that a non non issue for you? Is that not gonna work? One hundred percent not. That's a terrible idea. It's a so you'd rather idea. just do digital? I would do digital and wait for the vinyl. Um, I am never buying another CD in my life. Fuck CDs. Really? Yep. Um, well, what's like the, I mean, I'll, I'll stream it. What's the difference? At that point, what's the know. difference? I don't know. You love to own stuff. You just have <laughs> yeah, to empty yeah. your apartment. You know, you know what? When, you haven't got rid of for 20 years. Where do you have to move? <laughs> Owning stuff ain't, ain't such a great idea. <laughs> You know, I had my CDs in the basement for for like a year after a remodel. See, I look at an album and, and I had them in bags, and now, but now I've got them set up again, and I, I'm, I mean, I still usually spin vinyl at home, but I usually have a couple in my car or whatever. 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I stream from my iPhone in my car. Um, I, I look at vinyl and I think, even if it was expensive, I think that's worth it. That's a thing that I enjoy owning. I look at a it certainly C- looks like it's going to get more expensive. So I look at a CD and it's just like I don't give a rat's ass about that. In fact, I, I think I'd almost prefer a cassette to a CD. Oh it's, come on! That I I would. No, you would I think wouldn't. I would. I would. I would. No, you're just now you're just playing devil's advocate. I'm not. I'm. I am not. I am not. I would be more like. No, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be buying either. But if it was between us, if I was at a merch table and I saw a cassette or a CD, I would buy the cassette. No way. I would. I'm buying the CD any day. Oh, I don't even have a cassette player. I do, actually. I do. I'm looking at one right now. I have a dual cassette player, even. It's like one of those like little ones you ever used to bring to college to record lectures. It's like a got a uh, little handle on it. Oh, with a little with a little tiny cassette, a mini cassette, or whatever. Well, those no, this two, is a, but this is a real. It's a, it's it's a TAC. It's a TAC. Um, the hmm. dual cassette uh, attached to my stereo. Yeah, I found it when I was mo- when I was moving. I forgot I had it. <laughs> it was it was like it was like stuck at the back of the closet. So I guess I guess to sum up, fuck CDs. You you do not <laughs> find five inches to be as satisfying as twelve inches. Uh, uh, exactly. I don't know what. It's, I, how big's a cassette? I don't know. I like three inches. I don't know. A lot of our listeners, I'm sure, agree with Zach that five inches is just as satisfying as twelve inches. I don't. Th- you know what? I would like our listeners to write in. I think CDs are a waste of space. I mean, when digital came out, they what's the point of having a CD? You should see my walls, Neil. You be you. You haven't been here my back room since I remod since I. Uh, Set them up. You be you were gonna walk in. You're gonna. Oh my gosh! What a wasted life you've had. Is the uh, is is the ceiling fan up yet? It, it, it'll be up. God, God damn it, man! <laughs> Could you put that fucking ceiling fan up, please? Jesus! It'll be up by the time you get here. You don't, you don't worry about the ceiling fan. It's not don't do even look at the ceiling fan. Um, all I know is I've never. I don't have ever been as hot ever in my life as I was when I was in your back room when we we're trying to play guitar. It was so hot the guitars kept going out of tune. God damn, that was hot. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Anyway, I said um, I was going to talk about something else I watched on TV. And... Well, why don't you play song? Why don't you play song first? Well, no, this leads into it though. Okay. So, um, I've probably told you before about one of my favorite HBO shows. Right? It was called Vinyl. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it, but I know. I know yep, I yeah. heard you mention it. Um, so, brief rundown. It's about a record company, record label in 19... I suppose it's supposed to be 73, I think, 73 or 74 in New York City. And the guy that owns this record label. And um, total scumbag. Um, so much cocaine. So much cocaine. I mean, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a pretty... Because actually Mick Jagger had something to do with it. Uh, it's a Martin Scorsese thing, but Mick Jagger was one of the executive producers. So I think it's mm. pretty true as to how record labels were back in the day. So it's just a constant parade of like booze and coke and uh, A&R men who are completely out of touch with things. So... The nice Imagine. thing, the nice thing about it is, is so they. I mean, it's all they talk about real bands. So they're making fun of like, was it uh, Don Don Foley in English? What the hell, Joey? What what what's that, what's that band that I'm trying to think of? English. I, I have English, no idea. English Dan and somebody Foley or whatever. Anyway, you haven't given me enough clues. They're making they're making fun of a lot like a lot of the light rock and stuff from back in the day and Jethro Tull and sure. stuff like that. Like at one point he takes he's to play in Jethro Tull and he's the A and R man saying how good it is and he like takes it off and smashes it over his knee because he's looking for something new and exciting. Um, so they show a uh, 
they show like the dolls playing live and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, in episode three, um, he goes to he's he's, he's they're trying this new band called the Nasty Bits are trying to get signed, and they're a band out of time really because it's uh, it almost sounds like Nirvana or something. So it could could be from like the late nineties or something. Um, mm. And they're supposed to be like in '74, but anyway, they're trying to get signed by the record label, and the guy likes them. And uh, so they're, they're playing a uh, what's it called when they're doing like an uh, oh a showcase a showcase. Thank you very much, showcase exactly um, for the label. And before them is a band called Sniper. Oh, which Joey as Ramon's which video. as we know was Joey Ramone's uh, first band. So they have actually I think it was the guy that played Joey Ramone in the CBGB's movie. I think it's the same guy. So he's playing Joey okay. Ramone in this, but because it's with Sniper, he's called Jeff Starship, which is actually the name he went by when he was in Sniper. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. And he, and he's wearing like a like a like a hippy dippy. Well, it's a, it's like a it's like a lame bodysuit or something with knee high boots. It's revolting, but uh, that would know, look great with his later body shape. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the my point being, they obviously they obviously did their research because they had this thing down. I mean, they knew the band Sniper. They knew Joey Ramone was in it. You know, they they mm. knew all this stuff. So um, I think it was supposed to be at Max's, I believe, where this was supposed to be, and. Um, so anyway, they finish, and then the nasty bits go on. Who, because the band are trying to sign them, or the label is trying to sign them. They've tried to clean them up a little bit, so they make them start off with a uh, like a Kinks cover. They do like all day and all of the night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the record label guy doesn't like it, so he's about to leave. And uh, the A and R person who tried to sign them, you know, runs up to the band and says, "Play that song by the Tombs," and they go right into playing. Uh, what love so is? Producer. No, oh, what, love is. what love is? Yeah, which obviously later uh, made famous by the Dead Boys, but it was actually a Rocket from the Tomb song originally. Yep. So I just, I just was really impressed with a. They do a really good version of of what love is, um, but it's the Dead Boys version. It is not the Rocket from the Tombs version. So even though they they did their research and they know who Rocket from the Tombs were and they know that that was a song. Um, like I said, the nasty bits actually do the the Dead Boys version. They don't do the mm. Rocket from the Tombs version, which was slower and had different words. But uh, it's kind of anachronistic as well, though, because that was supposed to be seventy three, and Rocket from the Tombs didn't do it till seventy five. But anyway, mm. you know, you take that as a comp. But anyway, um, as a show, I love it. I think you'd like it too. Anyone that's mm. super interested in that, like early mid seventies. Uh, sleazy New York record company stuff. It's they have people playing Alice Cooper. They have some guy playing David Bowie. They have um, Velvet Underground. They show the Velvet Underground playing live at some things. It's it's just it's it's really really interesting. I'm reading a book about the music industry in 1973, and it's fascinating because they call it Rock at the Crossroads. How 73 was a pivotal year for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my daughter bought it for me for Christmas actually, because that's year I was born. Okay, and, that makes uh, I don't know. They keep referencing a show, but I thought it was Velvet Goldmine they were referencing. Oh, Velvet, but maybe yeah, that, that was a movie. That was a movie. That was an English movie. Uh, okay, from about maybe, fifteen maybe, years ago. Yeah, maybe because I think they keep referencing that. Because yeah, it really was an interesting year, and I'll talk about that later. We'll talk about the book at, at a later date because it's it is a pretty interesting book. But yeah, that's that's uh, well, that, that, yeah, rock. That, but you're right, dude. That that's exactly what was what was fascinating about this show vinyl is because the A and R people at the record label are very much stuck in that traditional early seventies um, 
you know, hippy-dippy kind of shit, you know, coming out of Woodstock mm. and a lot of that soft rock. And they even have, like, Donny Osmond and stuff like that on the label they're making fun of. Yeah. Whereas, whereas the guy that owns the label wants something a bit more exciting. So it really is at that tipping point. And the really annoying thing about the show was, I think it went 10 episodes. And the last episode... I think Richie, who's the main guy, the guy that runs the label, I think he stumbles into CBGBs for the first time. And that's when everything's about to change. But then they didn't do a second season. So oh. it was so fucking frustrating because <laughs> it was going like to be that, really good. Do you, so. do you watch that one where they, on, I think it was on Netflix where they were, it was the, where they taught about the serial killer profiles. What the heck was it? Mindhunter? Oh, was yeah. Called? Yeah, Mind, Mindhunter. Yeah, very, It was very the same thing. And yep. they've been, they were teasing like the BTK killer. Yep. For like the whole season. And then they didn't make a third season. It was but like, dudes. It, it didn't make any sense because it was a super fucking popular show. I don't know it why. It was good. It yeah, was it was good. good. It was really good. And it was very popular. And, uh. And then they just decided to cancel it. It was. I think the producer odd. is like a more of a movie guy, and I don't think it's a time concerns kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Anyway, what what song is this leading us to, Neil? I'm Not the pl- Dead Boys. We're scared to play them. No, we're gonna play the Dead Boys. We're gonna play What Love Is. So that's gonna be a one off. So what are you gonna do? So, <laughs> all right, Cheetah, if you're listening, we love you, man. Don't sue us. Uh, we do love you. You're probably my favorite punk band of all time. So yeah, Dead Boys, What Love Is. <laughs> there with what love is and i have to say tom and i think you'll agree with this i mean back to back that album young loud and snotty is probably mm, i mean i'd say it's up there with uh with never mind the bollocks i think it's just a i think it's just well, a faultless a it's, it's a fault it's a faultless li- uh album it really a punk rock album it yeah. really is every well, song is a banger it's only, got, it's only got 10 songs 11 songs 
Yep, and that's every punk every punk album should have eleven to twelve songs on it. Tops, twelve songs yeah. tops. Ramones could pull off fourteen, but they're so short. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Ramones do it, yeah, I guess. First so. three Ramones albums are all fourteen songs. Yeah. All right, fourteen. I'll give you fourteen, right. but it's it's got to last less than it's got to be less than like forty minutes. There you go. That's the one thing I don't miss from the CD era. If you remember when CDs first came out, it's like, oh, we have this. 70 minute thing now so we can make 70 minute records before everybody was making like it's really an lp you want about 40 minutes that's exactly what i'm saying 40 minutes 46 yep 46 minutes i think is kind of pushing it um but yeah then but half hour is perfect you know that's the first ramones up half hour but yeah then they start doing like you know hidden tracks and well you know we got 70 minutes we can do this horrible 10 minute instrumental track that we've always wanted to do or whatever but like spinal course, tap, I say, right? <laughs> I say the plus side is that CDs are super easy to skip tracks on, right? <laughs> well, they are, and if they and if you don't do it on purpose, they skip by themselves. That's another thing, another fallacy about CDs that they don't skip or scratch because they fucking do. Yeah, they're pretty fragile. You gotta hate CDs, hate them. Sorry, but, Zach, you know, you barked up the wrong tree here, Zach. Sorry, mate. Well, I, I, I don't hate them, but I do. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't know. Like I said, you'll see when you come visit this summer, you'll see how many I got and you'll be like, yo. Well, when I moved, I was actually but, surprised uh, how many I had. I was actually very surprised and, and a little bit well, shocked, I have like, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I have I have a lot, dude. I really do have a lot. Well, and I'm, I'm totally redoing everything back here and probably going to take my Apart from the ceiling singles, fan, apparently. <laughs> my seven inches slash singles and put them on a shelf instead of in the boxes. Oh, okay. My wife does not like the look of the boxes. Well, she's not back there ever. That's your room, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Well, that's the thing. She's giving me complete control of the room as long as it's in good taste. You know, I, I have to have approval. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But no, it's funny you mentioned that because I, you know, I just, I, I just got the. And, and I never, I wasn't that hot on this album, but listening to it again, it really is underrated. So I just got the second Circle Jerks reissue, the Wild in the Streets reissue. Very and good album, one, yes. What's that? Very good album, yes. I like it a yes. lot. Well, it's funny because I always thought, I always preferred the first one and the third one, the third one being Golden Shower Hits. Um, but this really had a lot more good songs on it that I remember, and it really pops. And once again, that Trust Records, that new label. Mm-hmm. They've, I think they've only done like four records so far. Yeah, I they think our friend, first... our friend Alan actually interviewed the guy, I believe, right? Yeah. From a gold uh, mine, yeah. They did the first uh, seven seconds album. Mm-hmm. And now they've done two Circus <coughs> albums, and maybe that's it. <coughs> but I know they're t- they're talking about getting a lot of the old BYO catalog back in print, which would be sweet, you know, like Aggression and Youth Brigade and all that stuff. So, Okay, I, explain to me how that works, because... I mean, the guys from Youth Brigade own BYO, so why would yeah, that they, not be in print? Quit, they've, they just don't do it anymore. They just... Oh, okay. Right. I think they're fully cooperating. They just It just wasn't worth it for them anymore. I think they just got out of it. When do you think they're going to... Um, when do you think they're going to... Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, thank you very much for f- finishing my I thought don't, there. I don't know, Neil. I don't know. It's, it'd be nice because if, I, if we were going to go back... I sure would like to do better on my plane fare than I did last year and some other things. Uh, but I, I just don't know. It is making me a little nervous, but... You are correct, You are correct. by the way. Trust Records, three albums. Group Sex, The Crew, and Wild in the Streets. Yeah. And I know, I know that, but I know they have... Like I said, I know they were going to... They're planning to bring some of the BYO classics back that have been out of print. 
so that'd probably be like aggression don't be mistaken you know uh sound and fury by youth brigade that's yep. kind of, i mean at least that's what i think maybe uh that second seven seconds album was pretty good too walk the other rock the other rock the other walk the other i can't remember which order indeed that wasn't but bad. uh uh so yeah that'd be cool if they brought some of those back I have most of them in one form or another, but if they make a nice reissue, that's the thing with these. But, they, but I was going to say about the Circle Jerks thing, these Trust reissues have these huge, like, full-size 12 by 12 booklets in them, 20-page mm-hmm. booklets. They must weigh as much as the record. I mean, it's got to, the shipping cost has to be brutal on these things. But they were talking about that, too, with the Circle Jerks. Like, they had major label interest. The first label, the first album on Frontier Records, which is still around... That's another one. They really never quit pressing that Circle Jerks album or the first Suicidal Tendencies album or some of their other bigger albums. Um, but they uh, they sold a lot of copies of that independently. And they had some major label action. So they, the second album was on a label called Faulty Products, which was a division of, like, RCA or something. But they didn't know what to do with them. You know, the A&R guys are clueless. There you go. Going See, back to the A&R guys again. Clueless 70s Well, you might have one or two tax. guys who were hip to punk rock. Right. But the fact of the matter is, most of the record label guys, they just want to make maximize profit and minimize risk. So you got a guy like Keith Morris. Now, I know Keith Morris has been sober for like 30 years, so I'm certainly not trying to pick on it. But he was a maniac. They were all drunken, cokehead maniacs, you know? They couldn't be corralled and their shows were horrible violent you know and and back in those days of course you know be like imagine you're you're, uh, you're bringing the label guy it's like hey let's come see this up and coming band they're opening for the dead kennedys and you get there and the, and uh after like two dead kennedy songs there's police lined up for three blocks and they're yeah and they're used to seeing uh I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll get this right in a minute english dan and john vogelberg i don't fucking know hold on a second i'm gonna i'm gonna look this up now it's it's bugging me I don't know, but anyway, these these I didn't. I'm a little bummed that my my record store had three or four copies of it. Just came out Friday. I went on Sunday, and he does a good job of stocking his punk stuff because they sell a lot of it. Um, but I didn't have a color option. I know they did make some really cool colors. Oh, and that, and these, on that circle drugs reissue. Yeah, I got the black, which is fine. But these but these records are a little pricey. I mean, my record store is real reasonable. I think I twenty seven, twenty eight bucks. A lot of places are going over thirty on them. Which is so? There's a little bit of sticker shock there on the price, but you, well, I know you got a, I know you got a copy of that seven seconds one. Holy cow! It's like a you could beat somebody to death with that thing. Uh, it's like yeah. a hardback book almost or something. It is, yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, the the initial copies of that came with like a seven inch, right? With that, I didn't actually get that, but a seven inch know. of like demos, that's early demos. Once again, early... it came from our pal Alan, who's got all these amazing connections. Uh, yeah, exactly. Good old Alan. Mental note, Neil. Make a note of this. He asked. He asked us, and we sh- and we should help him if we can. He asked us to get him a signed copy of the Cap Gun Heroes record if we can when we're in Indiana. So we'll try to remember to do that. Mm-hmm. So we'll get, at least get Jimmy and Johnny to sign it, right? Or Jimmy and uh, who's the singer? Joey? Jimmy and Joey? I don't yeah, know. Jo- yeah, Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- yeah, <laughs> Jimmy and Joey. Anyway, yes, so and, they, and they be- and they look the same too. Yeah. They do. They look like they can be yeah. brothers. So anyway, that leads me into my next song. So let's play let's play the title track from that, man. Let's run wild in the streets, Neil. Once the sun comes back out and it gets above forty degrees, I'm wild back in my shorts. Run it, run it. I'm gonna put my streets. shorts on and I'm gonna run wild in the streets.
Circle jerks there with wild in the streets, and uh, I was laughing because I think Tom was wild running wild in the hotel when he was at that thing out in uh, Maryland or whatever. <laughs> wild in the yes. street without any pants on. That was Tom. Shorts, weather awesome. man, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming yeah. soon. And so this is this is what fucking bugs me about people. It's uh, reviewers and stuff on on for TV and music and stuff, right? So some guy, uh, I just started looking up vinyl to see if I could figure out who this fucking shitty band is that I'm trying to think of that I can't find the name of. But um, it says, five reasons why vinyl is unwatchable. It's like, yeah, fuck off. Uh, yeah, Richie Finestra, the main guy. Yeah, he's a womanizer and a drug addict or whatever. Yeah, that's how people were he's, in the fucking a, 70s. That was the point. He's also a fictional character. Well, but also, he runs a record label in the 70s. That's what people did in the 70s. Well, it's and it's Sorry? probably written by it's probably written by a millennial. I mean, if you were on the internet for any amount of time, you can find millennials complaining about everything from the '90s, and it's just like, it's like, I mean, I saw this Vice article. Vice is the worst, honestly, and they used to be the best. That's what bums me out about Vice because it used to be so good, but it'd be like, I had seen a few episodes of friends before so i knew i wasn't gonna like it so i decided to give it a try okay so you already decided you didn't like it and now you're gonna give it a try and it was like this show is so white bread and there's no gay representation and all this blah 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 i'm just like i'm like everybody wants to judge everything by what they believe right at this second you know what about the founding fathers neil not one of our founding fathers was transgender can you believe that I mean, it's insane. No they, representation. And they were all very, very young, too. So uh, uh, this is what drives me crazy. The people that write this, they think they're clever, and they're fucking not. Look, he says, no. he says, vinyl, he says vinyl failed, too. It was set in New York City. Um, yeah, New York is cool, but the revolution is happening in London with The Clash, Pink Floyd, The Kinks, The Sex Pistols, The Police, Fleetwood not Mac, The Who, Led Zeppelin, The Rolling Stones. What the fuck are you talking about, you fucking pinheaded idiot? Yeah. Ah, and yeah, because nothing was happening in New York in the mid-70s. 
yeah. you know, nothing, yeah, you know, nothing the, at all. It was dead, I guess, right? I never <laughs> even heard of Andy. I've never even heard of Andy Warhol. Oh yeah, the Velvet, yeah, Velvet Underground, or the New York Dolls, or the Ramones, or fucking yeah. Blondie, or Patti Smith. Yeah, the first or, Dolls album came out in '73. That's fucking complete. That was on that book too. It's a bullshit. You imagine the first New York Dolls album was produced by Todd Rundgren. Right. Well, he was pretty. One hip, of the I most think, thrilling too. debuts of all time, yeah. produced by one of the biggest turds in seventies <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah, but Todd Rundgren actually he did didn't he? He produced some other good stuff too. I think though, didn't he? No, he was a great producer. Yeah. But I mean, is he? What's his biggest hit? Like that? I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Song. I mean, is that Todd Rundgren? Uh, yes, that is Todd Rundgren. Yes, yes. And I'm sure his fans would be very upset that that's how we remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's better than Peter Frampton or something. But... Oh, good old Peter Frampton. Yeah. I want you. Show me the way. <laughs> right? Oh, there it is. Every I got day. it. I got it. Dude, I got it. I got it. England, Dude, Dan, is it? England is it? Dan and John Ford Coley. Wow. I still have never heard of it. England Dan. Um, oh, here we go. You'll know this. Uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley were an American soft rock duo composed mm. of Danny Wayland, Seals, and John Edward John Ford Coley. Was that Seals and, uh, Seals and Croft guy? I think that was a Seals and Croft guy. Oh, as boy. Well. Yeah, there you go. Summer Breeze. <laughs> yeah, Summer Breeze. Actually, I like that. I, I was going to say, you're song. making fun of Peter Frampton. Because Show Me the Way is, <laughs> is a horrible song. But what about, ooh, baby, I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That see? was a bad song. Yeah. You know who's loving this right now? Is our good friend Mark Frankel. <laughs> this is all his favorite bands. <laughs> We're joking, Mark, because we love you. Exactly. Yeah. Just it's just to show you how much we love you. We're not going to play a Grateful Dead song. Uh, going back, yeah, yeah, because we because we don't have another hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just talking about the Circle Jerks album. Uh, you know who's on the cover of that, right? And actually, it was pictured on the cover of both of her. I see Mike two... Ness. I know Mike yeah. Ness. See, I didn't know any of that stuff. That's yeah. these booklets are so fascinating. Yeah. But Edward Culver was talking about like the horror of shooting that cover. It was Edward Culver, right? I think. Yep, that's right. Edward Culver. Yep. So what a horror it was because they just decided at the last minute to like just march in front of this existing parade. So he had to like get in position, take a couple shots, and like run down the street and get back in the position. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And and Mike Ness was on the first Circle Jerks album cover too. Group sax. Yeah, at the skate park. Yep. Good old Mike Ness. Good old Mike Ness. He might not be recording any new music, but you can always rely on him for a good photograph. Oh, he's right? recording it. He's got <laughs> albums of unreleased. That box set is going to pay for its funeral. It's, yeah, it's going to be Record Store Day 2025. It'll be. Uh... I was really tempted at one point. You can get them on eBay, and they're not official, but there's like a Euro box set, CD of course, like four discs of unreleased Social D material. Well, you have to watch that, though, because I, I, I've i seen one before where it's supposed to be so, uh, Social Deep doing a cover of Pretty in Pink, and it's actually not Social D at all. It's just no. a singer that sounds kind of like Mike Ness, um, mm. but it's not them at all. So it's like But there's, those... the, there's that famously they recorded a, like an entirely different version of like what would have been the White Light, White Heat, White Trash album mm-hmm. that never saw the light of day. Right. A couple of the songs. I think maybe I... a couple of tracks have got out over the years, but yeah, B-sides well... are I think a couple of the tracks made it to Mike Ness's solo album, the first one, Cheating at Solitaire. Could be. Yeah. I saw Social Distortion in 92 when they played with the Ramones. They played I'm in Love with My Car. They which did. I remember that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which ended up on. Well, it's, it's because, it was great. It was a classic Mike Ness quote. He's like, 
we like playing in Michigan because you don't because everybody drives Fords and Chevy. You don't see anybody driving some piece of shit Hyundai or something like that. Wow, he changed his tune, didn't he? So he was like Mister Anti, like racist or something. Like ten years later, well, or no, whatever. It, was just, it was funny. It was just you know. No, I know. I'm 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 just I'm just saying now. You know, yeah, I'm just saying. And then he waded into the crowd and beat up three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would always accuse someone of Zeke Heiling or something. It's like I didn't see anybody doing that. He was. He came out to punch me, and then I realized he literally came out to my shoulder. <laughs> He's supposed to be a pretty tough guy. There was Nee Mike. At least he was back in the day. I think he is. And I, I, honestly, I don't know if he's taller now. I don't know if he's bigger now. But some of these guys are teeny weeny, you know. I think he's like five ten, maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's pocket size like Danzig. Anyway, he's, he exudes cool. That's all that matters, you know. It's true. Not like these true. fucking nerds today. A bunch of nerdy twits. Oh, I'm all right, Neil. I'm running out. I'm running out of steam. What's your last song? <laughs> Ah, I've, I've beaten you down. Excellent. Um, my... <laughs> well, it's funny you were talking about reviewers because I want to have a conversation about reviewing, but I don't have the energy left tonight. So okay, all right. Um, well, I've talked about my two things. Um, yeah, so vinyl. If you can watch it, find it somewhere, watch it. It's a good show, despite what this twat reviewer says. Um, a lot okay. of uh, Neil Neil as Roger Ebert today. A lot of uh, viewing suggestions. There you go. You can tell I've been staying in because the weather's been so shit, right? Uh, yeah. Watching things. All right, John Ford Coley. Um, my last song tonight <laughs> for English Tom is uh, yes, English Tom is from 1981 from England. Mm. It is a band called D-Mob, which you have probably never heard of before. I've heard of them, but I've not heard of them. And this is their first song, and it is an absolute fucking stone-dead classic. These guys should have been a lot bigger than they were. This song is called No Room For You, and it's about punk rockers in England in the early 80s, and you can hear it right now. Something very special to me 
right. How good was that? That was uh, D-Mob? It was really good. D-Mob. No room for you off the first I'm glad we. I'm really, really glad we played that instead of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> yes, I could have. I could have played the entire D-Mob uh, discography. Plus, plus the Grateful Dead have super good lawyers, I bet. The ones that are still alive. Well, do they know? Because they, weren't they famous for just like people putting out bootlegs and shit and just recording like every live song? Yeah, show they, and... they encourage they encourage that. Yeah, so I was yeah. a big I'm a big fan of the uh, Tom Wolf Tom Wolf books. He wrote about the counterculture stuff in the '60s. And uh, what was the what was the what was the one that talked about the Grateful Dead a lot? It's called Electric Kool Aid. Oh, I can't remember. Electric Kool Aid talked... something. He talked a lot about Ken Kesey, like the the Merry Pranksters and all that stuff. They, they kind of had a connection to the Grateful Dead. But the Grateful Dead, when they first started out, they would rent like a VFW hall or something, like a hall. And then they would just – and LSD wasn't really illegal yet. They were still kind of working on it at the medicinal level. And they were the house band for people just tripping. Hmm. So they'd make like this big bowl of electric Kool-Aid and the Grateful Dead would play. And if you are tripping balls enough – Apparently, it's not that bad to listen to. So, well, I think we should have our friend Mark on to talk about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, speaking speaking of friends, right? So, I I still don't have a good name for the segment, so I'm still calling it Best of Friends, which is a horrible name, I realize. But <clears throat> Best of Friends, Best of Spam. So, <clears throat> and it's funny. So, this is our second installment of Best of Friends, and the first installment was Chris from the UK and we talked to him on episode number 100 <coughs> right and over there installment number two well, I got a dry very dry throat here electric Kool-Aid yeah <coughs> I wish yeah I told you I'm on call for work no electric Kool-Aid for me but our second installment was also on episode 100 and his name is John and he's from Sheboygan Wisconsin Sheboygan yes Sheboygan and we played his band, his his other band, which is called The Darbs. The Darbs, yeah, that's right. I've got a t-shirt. And he has a Darbs. new project. I think kind of like, I think this project was kind of like uh, got together because of the pandemic stuff. And the funny thing was, I was supposed to go up to Green Bay to see Sloppy Seconds like two years ago. And we were supposed to meet up. So John and I have been really trying to have a beer for like two years. So I'm thinking this is going to be the year. But anyway, today's featured artist on the best of friends segment is called split district they're from sheboygan and it's just two guys so john plays bass and sings and the other guy does like uh guitar keyboards drums and everything ukulele and mandolin i believe probably lute as you mentioned earlier there's a lute a lute solo yes it's it's actually england dan (laughs) and john ford coley if they can't get uh, if they can't get punk gigs at bars, I think they're going to try for the uh, Renaissance Fair market. It's funny you say that because <laughs> there was a band doing that kind of thing in vinyl. It was very, very funny. Well, Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple, like one of the greatest hard rock bands of all time. Like, isn't that what he does now? He just writes like music for people who dress like medieval knights or something. Oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Isn't he like 80 now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Close to death, I would imagine. Isn't I don't know. He can still play that riff from "Smoke on the Water." I don't wanna. But yeah. anyway, so this. Sorry, Jab, we're ruining your. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, mate. Anyway, the name of his newer band, and I and the Darbs are still are still going. They're going to do some new stuff too. I think I just saw on Facebook. So, but uh, 
the <laughs> the name of the new band is called Split District. And the album is called Invitation to Exile. So we are going to play two songs from that album are going to be the last couple of songs we play. And John, I hope we can, uh, I really hope we can have that beer, that beer this year. I'm, I'm really hoping, I'm planning to go up to Green Bay for the Boris of Sprinkler 30th anniversary thing. But I had to kind of sell my soul to get spring break off. Oh, knock it off. So I'm str- so it might it could potentially be a conflict, but I'm gonna do my very best. And I'm sure I'll get up to Wisconsin at some point what, this year. What, okay, where the fuck is Sheboygan? Uh, Sheboygan is like on Lake Michigan, smack dab between Green Bay and Milwaukee. It's like Green Bay is an hour north, Milwaukee's an hour south. It's the city you love to say. The name of the city you love to Sheboygan. The, the most famous punk band to come from there is probably the Jetty Boys. I don't know who that is. Well, that tells you how many famous punk bands have come from the <laughs> <and then. laughs> Apparently, apparently, Richie Blackmore is uh, seventy-seven years old. There you go. Fifty-five, yeah, seventy-seven. Well, I think our pal John's only in his early forties, so he's doing better than Richie Blackmore is. Yes. Um, that I don't know if we actually even talked about it on the air. The the, the Boris the Sprinkler third anniversary show. It's outdoors at a brewery in Green Bay. I think it's called Badger State Brewery or something like that. But it's got a real killer lineup actually. It's Boris the Sprinkler. It's the Ergs. It's the Miners, who are like a local band, like even like from the eighties, like an old fashioned punk band from that area. Um, Butchers Union, which is a couple of the dudes from uh, Dillinger Four. Oh. Okay. And uh, I and our pals the DUIs. Oh, excellent! Which is sweet. It's like a like a kind of a, almost like an all day thing, I think. And didn't he tell us that they were playing uh, a gig in Chicago too at the Chop Shop? Uh, I don't uh, think w- it's been announced yet, so maybe. Oh bloody hell! Wow, I'm breaking something oh, I shouldn't be breaking. Anymore. Yeah, way to go! No, we're, we're, and we're, we're, uh, oh, and, and to- talking of the DUIs, I actually promised them. Um, I promised our friend Mark that I would announce that. If you like the DUIs stuff, uh, like the, the the theme song for us, um, you can go to that Bandcamp page and they have some new T-shirts and stuff. So go out and sweet. look up the DUIs on our Bandcamp on the Bandcamp page and I have a buy sweet stuff. DUIs T-shirt myself, and they I know they have some seven inches too. They never I don't gave know they me have... one, bastards. I paid for it. Mm. It was okay. when they were at that. I take, it was that, when they... I take that back then. Sorry. It was well. They were at our show. They were at our. They played our our podcast at that that record store up in Illinois. And I'm like, oh, I don't have that seven inch. I'll take that in the t shirt. And he's like, 10 bucks. I'm like, dude, that's not enough money. <laughs> I mean, the first time in my life, very frugal Tom actually, like, no, you need to take more money. That's not enough money. Well, that's never happened ever. So, anyway, I have a t shirt and I have, I think I have all their seven inches. I think they have four seven inches. I think they have two of their own and like two splits or something. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Dude, anyway. I can't get over this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because I'm on this. Uh... I'm on this Richie Blackmore page now on Wikipedia. <laughs> did you did you know this is fucking crazy though, man? This is crazy. Did you know you, he's you know, the full wizard? We, well, you've heard of Gene Vincent, right? Obviously, the '50s rocker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fucking Richie Blackmore uh, played with Gene Vincent in 1963 and recorded a bunch of right? stuff with him. How fucking crazy is that? Well, the... you know, like you know, you know, Ronnie James Dio, like the second Black Sabbath singer slash heavy metal god midget. Yes. He was in a duet band in the fifties. I mean, these guys go back a long ways. That's a great name for a band, heavy metal midget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You're not allowed to say midget. It's like the N word for midgets. That's making the list. Short That's people, really. making the list. Midgets. I don't like midgets. There you go. <laughs> they freak you out. I know. Afraid they, they have. Afraid they're gonna uppercut you in the groin. Little stubby arms and legs. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so split district <laughs> invitation to exile. Check it out. Sorry, dude. It's on Bandcamp. Yes. He sent us. He sent us records actually, and I just got it today. And I must say, he was a little concerned that they had a wobble in them. I swear, if you ever have ordered a record from Amazon, it has way more wobble than this record does. Anyway, they're getting them repressed, and you should check them out. So this is okay. So this is <laughs> once again, sorry, John, we got a little sidetracked. <laughs> So yeah, it's my Richie fault. Blackmore, plus talking about several other bands from Wisconsin, you know, classic. Anyway, like I said, hopefully we can have this beer, have that beer later this year. Yeah, you got to pour it on uh, your head. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna play two songs from the new record, as we do in this segment, and the the first one is called "The Villains in the Car," right? Sure. And the so. second one is called "Out to Lunch." So anyway, check out Split District.
There you go. Too far from Split District. The villains, well, the villains in the cars and out to lunch. Tom, what the label is what label is that album on? I, you, know? you know, I think it's self-released. I don't have it right in front of me. It's out of reach, and I'm kicked way back in my easy chair, so it would cause a lot of commotion for me to go get it. But okay, would, so I'm not sure. I would get it, but I'm in the wrong house right now. So, ah, so, uh, what's the name of the album? It's called Invitation to Exile. Well, look at that. I'm going to pull it up right now. I know they're uh, on Bandcamp. I think it's self-released, but I'm not positive. I know he, like his other records, he sent me his other records, and he, I think it's called like Plaza 8. He has a little label called Plaza 8. But. That's pretty impressive, and it's pretty impressive. I mean, he must have recorded a couple of years ago if it's out on vinyl already, right? Well, I wonder about that. I'll have to ask him about that. Might have to have him back on there ask him because, yeah, it does seem, because I think this was, like I said, I think this was like a COVID record. So let me ask you this. I mean, you know a little bit about this stuff. So with all the problems with the vinyl pressing plants, and I'm gonna we're gonna do a show and we're gonna talk about this one of these days because you know all, all the blaming it on Adele stuff is kind of nonsense. Um, but it's fun. But so why aren't me? Why aren't me more? Ugh, why aren't more people doing like the lathe cut things? You know what I mean? No, I I only have one lathe cut record. I think it's oppressively expensive because everyone has to be sort of run through the process yeah it's funny though like old records used to be lathe cut or used to be cut like that so i mean pressing plants didn't become a big thing until like the 70s, 50s, really right yeah what was the 70s? oh well maybe 60s maybe 60s but um yeah i mean i mean like elvis's early stuff you know it's sun records that was all well individually pressed right i mean they would mm, i don't know so yeah it's weird um I'm surprised that there's been no no new technology has come through, and I think there is. I think there is some stuff starting to come through to make pressing vinyl easier and less labor intensive. But uh, yeah, I would expect well, that didn't, sometime. When we had when we had dude on from when we had Skipper on from Pirates Press, didn't he say they don't use lacquers? I think uh, I don't remember that, but he might have done. You might remember that better than makes us play drunk. I don't know. You know, it's funny because we did get a lot of information about it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's you know we need to tour one of these pressing plants, Neil. You know what? We should probably. You know what? We should have Skipper on again. It's been almost two we years, should. probably, since or we had either him on. That or what? We, what we should do is is have him fly us in his private plane to Czechoslovakia or wherever his plant is. I don't think Czechoslovakia is a country anymore. Czech Republic. And take us on a tour. That's what we need. Uh, yeah, with what's going on in the Ukraine right now, I don't think I'm going anywhere near Eastern Europe. Thanks very much, mate. Just, just be glad you're too old to get drafted, pal. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that to Lydia the other day. I'm like, I'm like yeah, fuck you <laughs> if the draft comes back. Yeah, I, I don't a, have to go with you. I got a 17-year-old <laughs> and a 22-year-old, man. Yeah, it's scary yeah. times. Yeah, it is scary Par- times, it, it, actually. There's so, many, there's so many things that are Orwellian going on and such weird, like, political... Uh, like just shifting sands it's it's bizarre man i i hope we can i hope we can pull our heads out of our collective ass here sooner than rather than later talking about heads out of collective ass do you think the uh the lady that did the the whole um podcast about uh uh ray rocket has she done anything since then has there been a second I, version I, of that podcast or did I she there was a she, couple but i don't know oh who who did she who did she crucify in the second one Neil Liverpool Neil famous <laughs> podcast sexually harassing her down at the fest in 2018. I was giving it the eyeball, but it wasn't giving 2019. Any, you know, there, was, there, was, there was no actual action going on. You know, that seems like a good that seems like a good place to call it quits. So anyway, <laughs> so you can reach us of course at punk till I die 77 at Gmail. You can join the punk till I die 
podcast group. As a matter of fact, we encourage that. The group is over half the size of the like regular like Facebook followers now. So uh, and we have a lot of fun over there. There's a lot of inside jokes. I'm afraid that you probably. <laughs> But uh, it's a good time. So, yeah. So uh, what else? That's it for right now, right? Come see us in Indiana in March. Uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Uh, support the people who support us. Indeed. Illuminated That's Brew it. Works. And uh, Aaron Bauer, thank you so much for the T-shirt, uh, for the logos yep. and stuff like that that we'll use on the T-shirts Record and stickers. Record Farm, Pro Rock, Pro Rock Records. Yep, On so Point many. Press. I'm so getting many. my haircut tomorrow by uh, our good friend Mike from Sexy Baby. Oh, cool. Um, I just talked to Mike today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's all good. If when we accept our uh, Oscar nomination or Grammy or whatever we win, we have so many people to thank. You know, so many people to thank. You're going to be They're like gonna Noel Gallagher. I'm going to be like Liam Gallagher. It's going to. They're going to cut us off on our speech. <laughs> what 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 did Liam Gallagher do? He's the one that's always offering to fight people and stuff. Oh. <laughs> no, and Noel's always the one trying to make peace. I think you could argue that we were a more civilized society when there was more people punching each other out. I agree, hundred percent. Oh my god, yeah, very true. Let's do a whole show. Well, about when that. I get up, when I get up to Chicago, dude, we'll uh, drink some old style and do some do some throwing down. Sounds good. So anyway, hey, oh, oh no, hold on, hold on, just hold on. I know you wanted to go, but just hold this thought. I was tr- driving home tonight, listening to sports radio, and um, well, that was your first mistake. Well, no, some of the guys were saying about one of those guys used to go to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and he was saying that when he was there just a few years ago, actually, there was a bar that. Um, at happy hour, they give out like free bacon, like as much bacon as you want to eat, and uh, PBR is one dollar. <laughs> so I was wow. thinking, if there's a place that we might want to take a trip to Madison so just for, trip, it's yeah, we're going there for the free bacon and the one dollar PBR and hams. So there you go. All right, let's let's put our man Alan from Goldmine on this. Alan, find us a new record store that you want to recon over there. Yeah, in Madison. We could podcast from and. Uh... <laughs> Just eat bacon and drink PBR. Yeah, sounds pretty amazing for a dollar. You can get hammered for five dollars and eat all the bacon you want. Jesus. I mean, maybe you can. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot who I'm talking to. <laughs> Fucking Lord of the Rings troll. All right, listen. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll Thank you, everybody. You we'll be yep. back. We'll, we'll be back soon. Keep a little troll yeah. in your heart. And, uh, there you go. Yeah, stay free. Bye bye. Bye.